Praise God. Amen. It's good to have all of you in church this morning. And uh, those of you on the balcony, we welcome you. And uh, all our visitors this morning, I hope that uh, you are having a great time. If something good happens, go and tell everybody. But uh, if you get disappointed with anything, please just come to us and tell us why. Amen? So that we can uh, improve on those things that uh, are going to uh, maybe irritate you or that are going to cause you to be disappointed. Amen. So this morning, we are continuing with our series on prayer. And... Um, we are praying the word today. Amen? Amen? We are praying the word. So, next week, we are going to pray in the spirit. So, today, we are going to look at uh, the importance of praying the word. And then, next week, we are going to look at uh, the importance of uh, praying in the spirit. So, as we are going to start this morning, I also just want to mention that um, on the, let me see the date, on the 30th of um, this month, which is January, we are going to have a vision Sunday, and on that Sunday, I will be just casting vision on where we feel God is leading us, and uh, where we feel what we feel God wants us to do in this particular year and I will also just uh, bring out some of the things that we want to do this year. So it will be good for you to just continue to pray and continue to just seek God so that uh, on that particular day we can just share some things. We will also share some of the things that happened last year and some of the figures and just to make to give you some update on some things that happened and to also focus on uh, where we are going into the future are we excited amen, amen. And, I, and those of you that are sitting on the balcony i can assure you that uh, we are working very hard to make sure that the whole of this place is properly lighted <laughs> because some spaces are very dark and uh, we're just going to make sure that uh, the whole place uh, is properly lit so that people can uh, read their Bibles well when we are preaching. So, Matthew chapter 6 and verse 5 to 7. We have been looking at, uh, we looked at Matthew chapter 6 starting from 16 last week. So today we are going to look at Matthew chapter 6 starting from verse 7. We are still talking about the same thing. We are talking about uh, prayer. So, as we start this morning, let me just read this passage of scripture. It says, and when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites, for they love, they love to pray, standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets, that they may be seen by men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their word. But when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your father who is in the secret place, and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do. For they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do you mind if we can just pray this morning as we are going to uh, share this word? Father, we thank you so much this morning. We give you all the praise and all the glory and honor for the things that you are sharing with us this morning. Thank you for your word and thank you for each and every one of these, your children that are here today. And as we share these words, dear Lord, let them bring life to us. So we commit this time into your hands in Jesus' name. Amen. So last week, 
I mentioned about uh, some things about fasting that you know when you are fasting, um, there are certain things that you have to observe. And one of the things that we mentioned was that the Bible doesn't use the word if to mean that uh, it's something that is negotiable. That one time, in maybe once a year when you feel like it, or maybe twice a year when you feel like it. No, no, no. It says when you fast, and it also says when you pray, which means that prayer is something that we should regularly do. Amen? It is something that we should regularly do. And then we also mentioned the same thing that it also says that when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites. Because the hypocrites stand on street corners and they put on robes. And then they try to show that they are more closer to God than everybody by the way that they pray. The Bible says that when you pray, get into a secret place, close the door, and pray to the Lord that is in secret. And the things that you pray in secret, God is going to reveal them in public. So I remember last week I mentioned to you about a guy that was praying in church and on his own, without anybody touching him, fell down after praying for the offering. And uh, I, was, I was just making a joke to say sometimes you are able to see how people are just putting up a show, but it's not really, really something that uh, we can say God is at work there. I know God can slay you. But after he has slayed you, I want more results than just you getting dirty. Amen? After, after you fall, you need to come up a different person than the same person who is just a little bit dirty. You know? So many times we do these things because we're trying to put up a show. I posted something on our, our, our Forever Joined group about uh, this guy that was preaching. But he was preaching in such a way that uh, you can see that uh, he is just putting up a show. He is not really preaching at all. Because, you know, you can see when somebody is preaching and is really, really animated and uh, you know that he's telling the truth or he's really communicating something, but you can also see somebody who is putting up a show. The Bible says when you are praying, don't do that. Pray in your closet, close the door, and don't disturb. You know, you know some of us, you know when, when your brother or your cousin or your uncle comes home drunk, and he starts to play music very loudly in the house. You get disturbed, isn't it? How many of us get disturbed? Hey, you get disturbed because you are normal people. But you, when you are praying loudly, you don't want your friend to get disturbed. Because you, you feel entitled that you can make noise and everybody must just get on with their business. How is that possible? How is that possible that you could be screaming and somebody is studying for their MBA and you, you feel that you are in the right? Do you think that by screaming and shouting, God is going to hear you more than if you were quietly just praying quietly without disturbing other people? If you are not supposed to go to the bush if you want to scream. If we are all screaming like we do in these past few days, we scream. I am one of those that scream here. Why? Because everybody that comes here knows that today is a screaming day. <laughs> Amen. But I am not going to scream when I am praying in a taxi. I can't scream. So don't put up a show. Pray correctly. Amen. Pray correctly because there is a way in which you can pray incorrectly but today that's not what i want us to discuss there is something very very important that was also mentioned in the passage that we read it says don't use 
repetitions because you feel that by repeating certain things, God is going to hear you. Actually, other versions of the Bible uses the word uh, don't, don't uh, babble, don't babble. Oh, we don't have uh, uh, slides today. We don't have slides today. Okay. Yeah, so the Bible says don't babble, don't use repetitions. You know, don't go things over and over. There are times when you have to do that. Amen? There are times when you have to do that. So when the Bible says don't babble, what does the Bible say? The reason why many people fail to pray and they babble and they repeat things over and over is because when they pray, they run out of things. Have you ever been in a prayer meeting where the leader of the prayer meeting says, the leader of the prayer meeting says, let us be quiet before the Lord. And as we are quiet before the Lord, right in the corner, somebody starts humming. He or she said, let us be quiet. Are you seeing what I mean? And then, this is also very common. When we come to pray and we say, let us pray, we haven't said, let us sing. There's a lot of people that pray for one minute and then they go into matata. No, we said let us pray. The reason why people fail to pray, it's because they don't know how to pray. And that is why today I am going to be talking to you about how to pray correctly so that you are not one of those people who is going to sing when we are saying let us pray actually me personally i cannot lie to you i get very disturbed when we say let us pray and you sing because you know pray if 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 you feel that you wanted to sing shut up and sing after we have prayed because you are disturbing other people you are disturbing other people you somebody who was praying now joins in into your song as well. <laughs> because <laughs> you are disturbing them. So they don't know what to say. As a result, they start to do things to occupy the time. You are not just supposed to occupy the time when we say, let us pray. You are supposed to do what? You are supposed to pray. Now, what is prayer? A lot of people have said prayer is a conversation between you and God. Now, if prayer is a conversation between you and God, and you are not just bringing a laundry list before the Lord, it is tough for many people to have a conversation with God. I will tell you why. The reason is very simple. A lot of people think, that when we say prayer is a conversation between you and God, because you have been into a place where somebody has stood in front, including myself, I have done it before, and I have said, whilst I was praying, God said to me. Did you hear what I said? Whilst I was praying, God did what? God said to me. So what usually happens is this, when we say prayer is a conversation, a lot of people don't understand that the conversation between you and God, it is not every single day that when you go into a time of prayer that God is going to speak to you from that inside where you're going to feel that this is now God speaking. How do you think God speaks in a conversation with you in prayer? Somebody can, can somebody help me to preach this morning? When you are having a conversation with God, 
what is the part of God that God is speaking and what is the part of you that is speaking? You are speaking with your words, isn't it? How do you think God speaks to you in prayer if he doesn't speak to you uh, verbally inside your spirit? Sorry? God speaks to you through his words. So when you say that you are having a conversation with God, what happens is that you sit in prayer, you read the word of God and you pray. You read the word of God and you pray. You read the word of God and you pray. In most cases myself when I am doing that, sometimes I read just one paragraph over and over. When I read it, I quieten my spirit and I pray to the Lord. And then I read it, I can go over and over and over most of the times something pops out of that scripture and I am able to feel that this is what God is saying to me through this passage of scripture. How has God spoken to me? He has spoken to me. He spoke already a long time ago through his word and today I am able to go to his word and hear him speak to me today. The problem is a lot of us think that if you haven't felt something inside you, it means that God hasn't spoken to you when you have 66 books in front of you that God has spoken already a long time ago. Now, let us go through this uh, so that we can look at it very systematically from the word of God. In the book of Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1 to 3, the Bible says, God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself paid our sins, sat down at the right hand of majesty on high, having become so much better than the angels, as he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they, than the angels. Now, you have seen here, the Bible says, God speaks to us by who these days? By who? By his son. Let me go through that again. I'll just read the first part. It says, God who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets. So at that particular time, the word of God had not yet been compiled into a book, into a Bible, isn't it? And God spoke to the people through the prophets. Has in these last days, Spoken to us by his son. Why doesn't the Bible say he has spoken to us by his word? God spoke through the prophets. Now he speaks to us through his son. Who is his son? His son is Jesus. And the Bible says he is the express image of God. Jesus is the example of what you must express. The life that Jesus lived is the life that you must live. So the way God speaks to you, he speaks to you by you looking at Jesus. When you look at Jesus, you are looking at you. You are not looking at Jesus. You are looking at yourself. God is saying to you, that is you. So if you are not that, it means that you are moving towards that. And God is speaking to us today through his son. That is why the Bible says that we behold us in the mirror. And when we look in the mirror, who do we see? We don't see ourselves. Who do we see? 
we see Jesus because God is saying to you and to me that that is you. That is you. Jesus is not the example of what you need to aspire to become. He is not the example of what you should feel bad that you should become. Oh, I wish I was like Jesus. No, 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 no. Jesus is the example of who you are that you need to express. Jesus is the example of what God wants you to be that you already are, that you are not being. So when you look at Jesus, God is speaking to you. He is saying to you, that is you. That is you. Do you think, let me give you a story that I, uh, I heard. I don't know how far through the story is. The story says that um, a lion was captured from the bush when it was still a cub, a small cub. And this guy took this lion and went with it to his farm and put the lion among his sheep. And the lion grew up with the sheep, moving around with the sheep. And, um, you know, one day when the lion grew very big, it went with the sheep to the river. And when it went to the river, the lion stooped into the river. The water was very clean and clear. And what did the lion see? It saw the image its image in the water and then it looked around and said, ah, oh, but this guy don't look like me. <laughs> you see what I mean? And it looked around and says, no man, these guys are different from me. Now, th that story is very deep. Now, one day, it went back to the same river. On the side, on the other side of the river was a, a wild lion. And as it is coming into the water with the sheep, these other sheep start scampering, running, running away. And then it saw, that is what I saw when I looked into the water. It means that I am not these guys. I am that. So it was already that but it wasn't expressing it. And it was thinking it is a sheep. That is why a lot of you, you live like your neighbor who doesn't know God, thinking that that is who you are. No, 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 no. You are that one which you see, that one on the other side. And that's why the Bible says he has spoken to us by his so what you need to do is that you need to look at Jesus. The Bible says he is the author and he is the finisher of our faith. He is the example of who you really, really are. So do you know what, it, what, what that lion had to do? It had to make a choice. Go to the farm with the sheep or follow the lion in the wild and become a real lion. It is a choice that you have to make. Because remember, Jesus has already given you and myself the example of what it is to live as a child of God. And that's what Jesus, Jesus wasn't, he said to, to all of us, ladies and gentlemen, it is there in the word. He says, ah, it is good that I should go to my father. Because if I don't go to my father, the Holy Spirit will not come and dwell in you. But this is what he says. The things that I do, you shall also do. And he even went ahead and said, actually you will do even much more than I have done. What he was saying is that you are just like me 
and you can live like me and you are me. Actually, the Bible says he is the brother among the brethren. He has spoken to us. He has spoken to us in these days through his son. Now, that is very confusing because Jesus is a person. And I just mentioned that uh, if you want to pray better, you need to pray the word. So many of us are now confused. I should just look at Jesus and then I will know how to pray. I thought you said I should pray looking at the word and then I will know how to pray. It is simple. John chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was there, and the word was with, and the word was, and who is the word? Jesus is the word of God. The Bible says in verse 2, he was in the beginning with God. Who was there? All things were made through him. We read it earlier on. It says all things were made through him. And without him, nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. So you see, the word of God is a person. Everything in the word of God is pointing you to see Jesus. And that is why in every book of the Bible, you are able to see the image of Jesus if you are very, very, if you are concentrating. It will show you Jesus in every one of those 66 books. So if you know, if you want to know how to pray, how do you do? You look to Jesus. You look to the word of God. And why does God want you to look to the word? Because the, the will of God for every one of us is that we should be conformed to the image of his dear son. Is that we should be Christ-like. If you are not becoming like Jesus every single day, you are not expressing the Jesus that is already in you, what you are doing is that you are not living out who you have become. It's like you inheriting a large sum of money and still insisting that you are going to live poor. You are not using the inheritance that was given to you. Now, as, as you are looking at Jesus, as you are looking at the word of God, as you are uh, meditating in the word of God, as you are drinking the word of God and you are becoming like Christ, that happens in prayer. And our host this morning, uh, K.O., mentioned that your mouth is a weapon. And I'm telling you, I never told her to say that, but your mouth, is going to be the most important thing for you to become like Christ. Because your mouth is what confesses Christ. Your mouth is what confesses what you are seeing. Your mouth is what is able to describe what you are seeing. You are able to say, I'm seeing a man. I'm not seeing a brrr. I'm seeing a man in the, in the water. I'm not seeing a sheep. You know, I am seeing eyes. I was in Limpopo about uh, two days ago, and I went to uh, a place where they keep lions. Actually, for the first time in my life, I saw a, a live tiger, like a big tiger. You know, I always saw them in movies and in books. I saw a real one, and I also saw a lion. Now, a lion is very scary because even when it's, it's caged, when it's coming towards you, you feel like it will bounce through that cage, isn't it? Now, here is something that happens. What God wants is that you must see the image of Jesus, 
but you have the responsibility of affirming what you are seeing through the word of God. And we are going to look at that process this morning. In Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21, the Bible says, Death and life are in the power of their tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Maybe you missed something that I was, uh, when I was reading um, Hebrews chapter 1, right towards the end, it says in verse 3, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power. Now, ladies and gentlemen, the Bible is very, very particular when um, it is using language. If you didn't hear me very well when I was reading, it didn't say the power of his word. It says the word of his power. There is a difference. He has power and that power is in his word. That's what the Bible is saying. So if, if you, the Bible says if you, come, if, if you speak what you speak, has the power of life or death. Because what you are speaking, what you are speaking is activating spiritual stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, there are so many of us, even sitting here today, that have brought so much pain on our own selves because you complain too much than you confess the word of God. In the Bible, God released snakes to bite people because people were complaining too much. And the Bible says only those that did not complain were not beaten. You complain about everything, but you have never confessed. You have never, you complain about the little sheep that you are moving around with. Look, what, what affects sheep doesn't affect lions, ladies and gentlemen. The reason why you are being affected by what affects lions, sheep, it's because you are living sheepishly. You are living sheeply. So a sheep, you are a lion, grow up among sheep. There's a little dog coming into the pack of the sheep, into the head of the sheep. And all the sheep scamper, including you. And I can tell you, the, the dog is enjoying chasing you, not because it knows it can catch you, but because it knows you are running away. If you stop, you will see what happens. The moment that you just look, it will see that it, it look, doesn't look like a sheep. Sorry, I was just joking. <laughs> I'm telling you, the dog will say sorry, but I, I didn't mean it. But the reason why you will run is because you have been so much shipilized. <laughs> and the moment that you see a little dog coming after you, oh, I'm done. Me, I'm gone now. Mm -mm. You are not a sheep. You are a liar. You must look to the other side. And see, that is me, not this one. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Who, when there was a storm raging on the sea, he was deep in sleep dreaming about good things. While Peter and James and John are crying and are saying, hey, don't you see that we are dying? He says, no, I didn't say we, we should go and die. I said, let us cross to the other side. 
your mouth needs to speak the word of God, not complaints. Your mouth should, should confess faith, not fear. Your mouth should speak the word of God, not what your aunt is saying about you. Your mouth should confess what you want to be, not what you are and you have, you have become. That is temporary. That is temporary. That is plastic. It can be changed. But what is plastic is what you think is permanent. And what is permanent is what you think is plastic. And because of that, you complain instead of affirming what is permanent about you. You are the same as Jesus. You look to Jesus and you see the example of who you are. You see the example of what you were created to be. And anything short of that means that you have been shipilized and you need to come out of that and look up to the lion and say, I want to be like that. You may not. For the very few days that you are going to follow that guy, catch the biggest prey. But I can tell you, if you hang on, you will touch a buffalo one day. Because you are a lion. Everything about a lion is already in you. You just don't know how to live like one. Everything is already in you. So it doesn't mean that just because an antelope has escaped today, it means that your lionness has been eroded. No, it's not the lionness, it's the skill of being a lion that is not yet in you. You can choose to go to the farm where they give you a piece of steak, or you can catch your whole buffalo for yourself. Your mouth need to speak life, not death. Death and life are in the power of the tongue because the Bible says he upholds everything by the word of his power. By the word of his power. And what is the word of his power? It is when you speak, when you affirm, when you confess, Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12. For the word of God is living and powerful. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing even the division of soul and spirit. And the joints and marrow. And is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the Prayer becomes easy, ladies and gentlemen, when you pray with the word of God. That is the conversation we are talking about. God speaks to you through his word, and you speak to him back his word. And when you are doing that back and forth with the word of God between you and God, you know what you are doing? You are becoming like Jesus. You are confessing Jesus. You are being transformed into the image of his dear son. God speaks to us through Jesus. In the word, we discover who we are. And when we discover who we are, we speak it out. You affirm Christ in your life. When you affirm Christ in your life, you become conformed to be Christ-like. God wants you to be Christ-like even if you have every makeup already of who Christ is. God wants you to be Christ-like because Christ is the example of who we are. He didn't come here, you know, to start a church. Jesus didn't come to start a church and that's where we get, it, we get it wrong because we think that God is leading us to become professional Christians. That's what many of us have become. We know how to do church, but we don't know how to live. 
You know every program of the church, but you don't know any program that you have with Jesus. Jesus is the firstborn amongst the brethren. Now, the Bible, the Bible tells us in Romans chapter 10 verse 8. But what does it say? Sorry, 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 I, I, uh, I, I went ahead of myself. Uh, in, in, in Romans chapter 8 verse 29, sorry guys. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Do you know what that means, ladies and gentlemen? To be the firstborn among his brethren is not talking about chronological order. I have two children. One is the firstborn. The second one is the secondborn. But that's not what the Bible is talking about. Jesus is not the firstborn because he was born first. Amen. In the English version of the Bible, it sounds like that's what the Bible is saying. Because when you start to think, you think, oh, Jesus is the firstborn because he was born a long time ago. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. That's not what the Bible is saying. Jesus is the prototype. You know, a prototype. So, when you want to manufacture a car, what do the engineers do? They spend sometimes years developing this one car. They will look at the specs. They will look at the, the security features, the speed. They look at all the things that this car must do. When they want to manufacture a plane, for example, it, it took 20 plus years to design an A380. Large plane. In those 20 years, they tried every design and they made sure that after they have been satisfied that now this is the A380. And, and they test it. Before they even go to make other ones. They rigorously test it. And I watch the testing. They make it land in a pool of water. To see what would happen if it landed in the pool of water. They, they make it take off in bad weather. They, they do everything to make sure that this thing is going to survive these conditions. And then there are people that will go into the first flight and they put them there and they well, obviously they have very heavy insurance. They, they take off and they want to feel how this thing and then there's a guy inside that plane who says, certified to fly. When they say, certified to fly, now they go into the assembly line and they make every one of these planes the same specifications of this one that they made. This first one is the prototype, is the firstborn. Jesus is that first one. And when God was very satisfied, he says, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. And now because I am well pleased, go out and have more of you. 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 You are not lesser. You are not lesser than Jesus. You are the same. You are the same than this one. You are the, this one. Certified to fly. 
When they, it's certified to fly, it means that now we are satisfied that the prototype is okay. The prototype will not kill people. The prototype will take off on time. The prototype will do the right things. And when it does that, now let us make more. Now let us make more. That is why God says, I came, I came, and I will bring more, more to my Father. Why? Because you, ladies and gentlemen, the Bible, the Bible says, as he is, so are we. As he is, so are we. You are not lesser in any way. That is why when you pray, when you pray, you need to affirm that. Don't complain in prayer. Oh Lord, me I'm not even employed. No, 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 no. That's not how you pray. You don't pray, Lord, I am not employed. You say, Lord, you say no one will be unproductive among your children. That is what you say. When you are sick, you don't say, oh Lord, this is so painful. But what you say, you say, oh Lord, you say by the stripes of Jesus, I was healed. When you can't have a baby, you don't say, oh, I can't have a baby. What do you say? You say, oh Lord, you said no one will be buried among your children. That is what you say. 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 You don't complain. You don't complain. You don't complain. You say the word of God. You affirm the word of God. You affirm the word of God. You study the word of God. And when you study the word of God, you discover what the word of God says about you. Romans 10, 8, it says, but what does it say? The word is near you. The word is in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach, ladies and gentlemen. That if you confess with your mouth that you are the righteousness of God, you cannot walk in unrighteousness. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be You confess Jesus. Confessing Jesus is confessing the word of God that you have discovered about yourself. You affirm the word of God. When you are in trouble, you wage war with the word of God. When you are in difficulty times, you study the word of God and you find what his word says about what you are facing, ladies and gentlemen. You don't complain, but you go to what is facing you with the word of God. And you face that with the word of God. You wage war. You wage war. Ladies and gentlemen, this morning, I want us to go into a time of prayer. So I put together a number of scriptures that together we are going to pray. And we will start right now. Do you mind if you can stand? Do you mind if you can stand? You see, the Bible says in Mark chapter 11 verse 22, so Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. For assuredly I say to you, whosoever, not a few people, but whosoever, not special people, but whosoever, not yellow bones alone, but even the dark bones like myself, when you say and you believe in your heart, And you say to this mountain, 
be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart but believes that those things that he says will be done he will have whatever he says therefore I say to you ladies and gentlemen whatever things you ask when you pray believe that you have received them and you will have them so the Bible is telling us when we are faced with difficulty we speak the word to our difficulty if we want to to know who we are we affirm what we feel what we see in the Word of God we speak life we speak life we speak life and this morning I have scriptures that I want us to speak into our lives the first one is 2nd Corinthians chapter 5 verse 21 it says for he made him who knew no sin to be seen for us that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ so I want everyone in this house this morning to scream at the top of your voice that I am the righteousness of God in Christ one two three I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. There is no reason for you to think anytime, any day that you are a sinner. You are not a sinner. You are the righteousness of God in Christ because Christ became sin so that you can become the righteousness of God in Christ. If the comes to you and starts to, to secretly, secretly whisper about what you did in the past, tell him that I lived among the sheep and I didn't know I was a lion. But from today onwards, I am going back and I am going to meet myself and I am going to express who I am because I have just realized that I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I am the righteousness in God. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. The Bible says 1 Peter 2 verse 9 to 10, but you are a chosen generation a royal priesthood a holy nation his own special people that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light who once were not a people but are now the people of God who had not obtained mercy but now you have obtained mercy ladies and gentlemen you are a chosen generation one two three I am a chosen generation I am a chosen generation I am a hallelujah 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 God has chosen you God has chosen you God has chosen you don't feel that you need to negotiate you don't need to negotiate nothing you have already been chosen you are a chosen generation you are a chosen generation a royal priesthood a holy nation you are God's own child hallelujah the Bible says in one in Revelation 1 4 John to the seven churches we are which are in Asia grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and who is to come and from the seven spirits who are before his throne and from Jesus Christ the faithful witness the firstborn from the dead and the ruler over the kings of the earth do you know who the kings of the earth are he is not talking about mr charles in england he is not talking about mr muswat king muswati he is not talking about that the kings are you the kings are you jesus jesus is the ruler of the kings 
How do I know that? Because the Bible says, to him who loved us and washed us from sin in his own blood. And his, he has made us. He has made us. He has made us kings and priests. To his God and Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. I want you to scream on top of your voice. I am a king and I am a priest of God. I am a king and I am a priest of God. I am a king and I am a priest of God. I am a king. Hallelujah. 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 Ladies and gentlemen, Isaiah chapter 8 verse 18. It says, here I am and the children whom the Lord has given me. Jesus is, is bragging in front of the devil and he is saying, hey devil, here I am as a prototype and I have brought many with me. Here I am and I have brought many with me. We are for signs and wonders, ladies and gentlemen. We are for signs and wonders. We are for signs and wonders in Israel from the Lord of hosts who dwell in Mount Zion. I want you to say, I want you to say, my life is a wonder. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My life is a wonder. People will see me and they will wonder. People will see me and they will wonder because my life is a wonder. My life is not a song of a drunkard. My life is a wonder. People will see and they will say, how? 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 When everybody is complaining and cursing, why is she singing on top of the, her voice and she is saying, Hamutimu Harite, Hayo Matata, Hayo Hayo, hayo matata. No, because I am a wonder. Ladies and gentlemen, the Bible says in the book of Exodus chapter 23, verse 25. So you shall serve the Lord. How many of us are serving the Lord here? So you shall serve the Lord and I will bless you. I will bless your bread and I will bless your water. And I will take away sickness from among you. No one shall suffer miscarriage or be barren in your land. I will fulfill the number of your days. I will fulfill the number of your days. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to help me this morning. And you will scream and you will say, my bread is blessed. And my water is blessed. My blade is blessed, blessed. And my water is blessed. In my house, there shall never be sickness. Because God has promised to take it away. Every sickness and disease. God will take away from my house and God will fulfill the number of my years the number of my years I will live long to enjoy the prosperity of my God give God a very big hand of praise ladies and gentlemen Give God a hand of praise this morning. Yes. Yes. Second Corinthians chapter 8 verse 9. The Bible says, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich and yet for your sake he became poor, that through his poverty you might become rich. Hallelujah. That through his poverty you might become rich. I want you to say this morning, through his poverty, through his poverty, I will become rich. I will become rich. 
I will become rich because of his grace. Because of his grace, he became poor so that I should become rich. And I will, I will become rich. 1 Peter 2.24 Who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree that we, having died to sin, might live for righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. Every sickness and disease this morning, I rebuke it because by his stripes you were healed. Tell the Lord and say to him, Lord, I thank you because by your stripes I was healed. Lord, I thank you because by your stripes I was healed. And before you sit down this morning, before you sit down this morning, the Bible says, me as your prophet in the house this morning, I should come and let you know that it shall be well with you. Hallelujah! It shall be well with you. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. It shall be well with you. Praise Somebody the name of the Lord. Somebody give God a big enough praise in the house. Somebody give God a big